Welcome to the Shine Bright Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Castell. My hope is that this podcast will be a place to encourage women to shine their lights brightly and authentically by unapologetically being who God called us to be. You can expect to hear me talk about things like Jesus, how ghetto adulting is, finances, dating, therapy, and honestly, everything in between. My prayer is that each episode you will walk away feeling encouraged, inspired, and seen. Let's get into today's episode. Hey, Fireflies. Welcome to this week's episode of the Shine Bright Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Gassell. And I just want to thank you for tuning in. You could be doing anything, listening to any podcast, but you are listening to this one. And so I'm super grateful and happy that you're here. Welcome to the Shine Bright family. If you are a new listener, I call my listeners Fireflies because just like Fireflies, I believe that we were called to shine our lights brightly in this dark world. So This is a weekly podcast where we talk about everything from Jesus, life, love, adulting, lessons of adulting, um, what else? I said love? Yes, or lack thereof. Anyways, (laughs) friendships and everything in between. So hope that you enjoy. If you do enjoy this week's episode, um, please rate the podcast um, wherever you're listening, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc., Uh, the higher a podcast is rated, the easier it is for other people to find out about the podcast. So do me that favor and rate the podcast. How is your heart, sis? How is my heart? So this segment is called How is your heart? Because I love, that's like one of my favorite questions to ask people to ask myself. Um, I think it's a much better question than how are you doing? Because it gets straight to like, how is your heart feeling? And obviously there's been a lot going on in the world. And if we don't stop and take enough time to assess how we're doing, um, we might not realize that we aren't doing too well. So I encourage you to ask yourself um, that question and answer it for yourself as well. But I will start. So my heart is actually pretty excited for this week. So on Tuesday of this week, I launched my personal finance course called the Money Mindset Workbook, which is basically an e-course. And so I'm going to tell you a little bit about the course and then I'll tell you why my heart has been so excited since I launched it. (laughs) So little bit of background. So I graduated college with $54,000 in student loan debt. I knew I didn't want to live my entire life trying to pay that off. And so I decided while I'm young, while I have no other real financial responsibilities other than taking care of myself, I decided that I would take advantage of these years and put as much money towards debt as possible. So fast forward, I started sharing my debt journey on social media and basically like posting updates of my balance. And I started posting how much I was putting towards debt each month, really for accountability for myself, because I was like, look, if I tell these people, this is how much I'm going to put towards it each month, I know that they're going to follow up. And that's exactly what happened. People were like, hey, girl, where are your debt updates? And I was like, ooh, spent that on tacos this week. But anyway, um, I knew that it was it was just a great form of accountability for me. And so when I started posting, not only was it accountability, but a lot of people would ask me questions about how I approach debt, my finances, etc. So I decided to create this workbook 
e-course, basically teaching people how I approach my finances, which includes everything from how I learned how to painlessly budget. And I know people hear the B word and they cringe, but I promise I found a very, very simple way to do that. I In the course, I talk about how I tricked myself into almost saving $10,000 this year, which I'm sure you're like, wait, what, how? Got to get the workbook. And um, also how I've learned to curve my overspending as well. Um, I realized that I spent a lot of money on food, specifically tacos, and I learned how to get that under control. And then lastly, of course, how I've approached paying down my $50,000 in student loan debt. I will be debt-free by the end of this year, God willing. So I just want to share basically how I approach that because I know a lot of people get a lot of questions. I know a lot of people have a lot of questions on that. So the course is for anyone that is tired of feeling like they have no idea where their money is going each paycheck and they're tired of living broke, which that was the story of my life. So I'm super excited that I finally launched that. And even for the response that I've been getting, so many of you guys have been sharing it and purchasing it, which has been awesome. So if you are listening and you're interested in purchasing the workbook, you can do so by clicking the link in the show notes. And for my wonderful fireflies, since you guys are a part of the tribe, the family, you can get $10 off by using the code BRIGHT. That's B-R-I-G-H-T, all capital. So definitely go check that out. But yeah, my heart is feeling really excited and overwhelmed because when I tell you I dealt with so much imposter syndrome and self-doubt when it came to this course, it was crazy. I was just overwhelmed and like, I don't even know. October is like a blur for me because I was literally working my nine to five and then coming home, taking a nap and then working on this course. So shout out to all the people who helped me get here, all the encouraging posts that people shared with me. Cause I've been kind of sharing this journey on Instagram, you know, when I was working on the course, I've also been doing this podcast, which is every week. So it has been a lot, but I'm just overwhelmed in the best way with how God is like carrying me through that process. And he has sent so many of you along the way to encourage me. So my heart is grateful that I launched and that it's officially out the door and that I was able to push past my self-doubt and feeling like I couldn't do this. And here we are. So that is my long-winded how my heart is. But now I want to know how your heart is doing. Um, And obviously I can't hear your response, but anyways. Um, this is just a great time for you to check in with yourself. We are moving into, well, we're already in fall, but it's getting colder. It's getting darker. So how have you been doing? If you are in the United States, the election is next week. I know a lot of people have had, um, some lots of feelings about that. So anyways, many things, but now it's time for you to check in. How's your heart, sis? So this week's episode, we're going to be talking about something that I guess can be a little sad, definitely very sobering, but it's something that I think is necessary to talk about because I think it's something, especially for us young adults, probably it's happening for more of us now just because we're growing up and we're maturing, but it's definitely something that happens to all of us at some point in our life. And it is the moment when we realize that our heroes have lost their capes, meaning 
the moment when we realize that people are just people in all their flaws and all their hot messiness. When you realize that Clark, that Superman is just Clark Kent and you're like, what? It happens to all of us. So I think about the moment in The Wizard of Oz or The Wiz, if you live your life with seasoning and soul like I do. (laughs) But I surprisingly have a lot of international listeners. Oh, hey, Global Fireflies. So I won't assume that everyone that's listening knows the storyline of The Wiz. So I'll give you a quick summary. So basically, the movie is about a girl named Dorothy who gets caught up in this really random tornado and it literally takes her and her dog Toto to a land called Oz. Now, this land is a super strange land. It's not home at all for Dorothy. And Dorothy spends the whole time, the whole movie, basically trying to figure out how to get back home to Kansas. So along the way, she meets these munchkins and she tells them she's trying to get back home. And they tell her, oh, my gosh, you got to go see the Wiz or the Wizard, depending on which version you saw. Anyways, (laughs) but they're like, you know, he's the only one that can get you back home. He got you. So the movie is literally about her trying to find this Wiz on her journey. So she runs into a lion, a scarecrow, a tin man. She's running away from a witch at some point. (laughs) This movie actually sounds a little low-key dumb when you try to summarize it. (laughs) But anyways, the point is the whole movie, everyone is basically hyping this man up and making Dorothy believe that once she finds him, all of her problems will be solved. And Dorothy literally goes through hell and high water to find this man. She fights off flying monkeys. To this day, I am still afraid of the flying monkeys. And if you've seen The Wiz, I am still afraid of that subway scene. Like, so serious. (laughs) But anyway, so there's this moment where she, she finally gets to The Wiz. She's gone through so much to get there. And she's facing the great, almighty, powerful Wizard of Oz. And that's what they used to call him in the the movie. So they were really hyping this man up. Great, all-powerful, almighty, like, who they think this was? God? Anyways, this man was super revered and everyone believed that he was all-powerful. And so Dorothy ends up getting to him and says, I've done all this work. I'm ready for you to send me home. And she soon finds out that this man was all talk. His reputation was for no reason. He had no magic at all. He was basically a regular man with a smoke machine. This man was basic. And I remember in the movie, the very deflated reaction that Dorothy had when she realized that this wizard was not a wizard at all. He was just a person. So essentially her hero the man that was supposed to save her in this story was not a hero at all. He was not the person that she thought. And I have come to believe that I think this moment, that moment where we pull back the curtain and we're like, wait, you're a regular person? I think that moment is a bit inevitable for you as you become an adult. As a kid, You, I know I did, you may have looked at certain adults in your life as heroes that could literally do no wrong. Maybe a parent, a teacher, a pastor, a friend, older sibling, whoever, you know, I think we have our rose-colored glasses on. We think, oh my goodness, this person is so cool. They're so amazing. They're so, they're a good speaker. Like sometimes we can get very caught up in their talents. Um, And then there's a day where we begin to see those people as human. 
And guess what? Humans are flawed. But I will say, I don't think knowing humans are flawed. It doesn't make that moment when you find out that your wizard is just a tiny guy with a microphone and a smoke machine any less painful. That was deep, y'all. Somebody need to tweet that. Okay. (laughs) So I wanted to talk about this on this week's episode because this moment has happened to me a few times in my life, but they've been gradual. Like when you start to see small flaws in a person that you're like, oh, hmm. Maybe it's like the glimmer starts, like the the sparkle starts to fade a little bit. But again, it was gradual. So it was not just like a, okay, all of a sudden you don't got no sparkle. It was just like, a, uh, you're looking a little dull. Oh, you have this flaw. You have that flaw. Until eventually I'm like, oh, you're just a regular person. But most recently I did have a, oh, all your glitter is gone moment when I found out that somebody that I really, really, really looked up to had an affair on his wife. And y'all, when I tell you I was so shocked and sad and upset and hurt, all the emotions that Dorothy felt in that moment where she was like, my man, so who gonna get me home because you just a little man with a smoke machine? I felt all of that. I literally sobbed and... It felt like my Wizard of Oz moment where I was reminded that no one belongs on a pedestal in my heart. And so I did a lot of reflecting after that moment. And I really wanted to share what came out of most of that reflection and some practical steps to use if you find yourself realizing the image of the hero in your head has come crashing down. Number one, and first things first, congratulations. If you find yourself realizing your hero's capes are raggedy or non-existent, congratulations, because that means that you are maturing and you're growing up. And that's a part of life, a part of maturing And I know it can feel um, very jarring. I think there are just so many things hard about becoming an adult, like paying bills, having to keep track of your toilet paper stock, cooking, responding to text messages, having to make your own doctors and dentist appointments, many things. And I think we talk about and complain about those things a lot, or at least I do on social media. But... What I don't hear a lot of people talking about is the shock and the awe. Again, sometimes it's like, boom, it just happens where you're like, oh, this person that I thought was amazing is just a regular person. Or it can just be gradual where you're like, huh, yeah, maybe you're not as impressive as I thought. But I think we all have those moments and it can definitely be challenging and you might not know what to do with those feelings. I know in the moment I called my best friend and I just cried on the phone and was like, oh my goodness, I can't believe he cheated on his wife and I just needed to process all of that. But like I said in the beginning, 
this is an inevitable inevitable part of growing up. In my research, because y'all know I like to do research before my episodes, I found this article called Forgiving Our Role Models and Heroes for Their Flaws. And in it, it says, it's very unpleasant to find out that those we used to look up to aren't exactly what we thought. But maturing is all about having to come to terms with the harsh and sometimes bitter reality of the real world, like I said. Don't blame them for not living up to your expectations. Do you always live up to your own? If you are human, I'm quite sure you fail miserably sometimes. There is no shame in failure, only in lack of effort. Heroes aren't perfect and forgiveness is heroic. Forgiveness is heroic, y'all. I love that. So after I had to deal with the shock of like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this person did this thing. I had to move to the space of grace and forgiveness because I remembered in my case, and in probably your case as well, this person never asked to be your hero. That's just that's just the fact of the matter. They never asked to be your hero. They are human with flaws. And at the end of the day, this is a sobering moment because we're seeing them and we're, we're finally able to see their flaws. And yes, sometimes that can hurt, but we have to forgive them for not living up to an expectation that we placed on them. And then we have to do a little bit of reflecting to say, how did this person end up on a pedestal? And how can I guard my heart from putting people on a pedestal that's going to devastate me when they fall or when I realize that they have flaws? And I'm not saying that you can't look up to people because I think we'll always have like role models in some sort of way, but be careful with what is happening in your heart and what stories you're creating about this person or just placing these people too high that if they were to do something quote unquote out of character that you're now all of a sudden shattered and can't process and can't move forward. So move to a place of forgiveness and grace and also reflection and saying, how did I get here with this person now crashing so hard? Number three, and my next response was, I kind of had to allow that moment to humble me a little bit and realize in the same way that this person is not perfect, I'm also not perfect. It's almost like a reality check for myself. Like I will 100% let people down in my life. I will disappoint people and that's just inevitable. And I think about my little cousin, Um, she's 12 years old And this girl is like my whole, oh no, she's going to be 12 next month. But this little girl is like my whole boo. Love her so much. I always want a little sister. And when she was born, I just feel like God, her and her sister, I feel like God gave me, he answered my prayer in the form of cousins. Anyways, I can tell that she looks up to me. She says it. um, Some of my like greatest moments growing up with her 
or watching her grow up where when she would try to like imitate me, like I remember one time she was like walking around in my heels when she was like three and obviously she could not fit in them. I used to wear Uggs all the time. And then one time her mom um, bought these Uggs and she was like, oh, those are like, oh, well, they call me a family nickname, which I'm not going to tell y'all what it is. But anyway, she was like, those are Brianna boots. Let's say that that's what they call me. That's not what they call me. Anyways, um, so I've just watched her um, kind of, you know, look up to me. And it is a huge responsibility. And when this happened, when I realized that this person um, cheated on their wife and I had this moment of like, oh my gosh, this person I looked up to disappointed me, I realized that she will probably have that moment with me. And I hope I don't disappoint her in that way. But I do remember um, we had a sleepover and we like to play this questions game. And we were going back and forth and we would ask each other like random questions that we always wanted to know. And I think she had asked me if I had ever gotten a fight before. And I said, yes. And she was like, what? And I was like, yeah, girl, I've gotten in a couple of fights. <laughs> and her like face was just like, I can't believe that. And I was like, ooh, yeah. So you have this image in your head of who I am that uh, is not 100% accurate. And so, of course, she wanted to know all about the fights. And again, there were multiple Yes, I used to put the paws on them um, in elementary school, in high school. Well, okay, let me not let me not hype it. I got into one fight in elementary school because I actually don't remember why I got. I actually think I was the one that aggravated that fight. I'm not even gonna lie. I think I was the aggressor. I threw a pencil at a girl. She hit me with a book. I did not expect her to hit, hit me with a book. And we was just scrapping. I actually think I lost that fight. But anyway. <laughs> And then I got into another fight. There were no fights in middle school. There was a fight in high school with this girl. They were all so stupid. But this girl had gotten my friend jumped. I don't even remember. Some of y'all are probably judging me right now. Some of y'all, I'm probably falling off the pedestal in some of y'all minds. Like, Brianna, Miss Shine Bright? Yeah, well, look, <laughs> these fists were shining bright, okay? <laughs> Anyways, um, y'all don't need to know about all the fights I had in my life. That's not important. That's not what this episode is about. <laughs> Anyways, so I, and I went through the details. I was telling her about the fights and how dumb they were. Um, and there was one more in college, maybe two in college. Hmm, depends on who you're asking. Anyways, so I was telling her and I could just see in her eyes like, wow, you are fighting people? And I would like explain it to her, but I could just see that moment of like, oh, I'm losing my sparkle. (laughs) But it just reminded me that like, we aren't supposed to have sparkle. And I know that sounds weird, but like, I don't, I, I, of course I do. Are there things that I want her to um, see in me and be like, wow, I love that about my cousin. Absolutely. But what I don't want is for her to think that I am this perfect being who will never make a mistake, who will never disappoint her, who will never, um, get upset or raise my voice or I don't know, just do something because inevitably I will. And she will have the moment where she's like, Oh, this, this is just a regular person. And so it, it was it was very humbling for me to remember that I don't 
belong on a pedestal. Like no one belongs on a pedestal. And I certainly don't belong on a pedestal. And it's okay to be a role model. It's okay to try to teach her and guide her. But basically don't get a big head when people try to puff you up with compliments or or whatever because you're going to disappoint somebody okay so yeah when you have that moment after you've dealt with the just like the moment and once you get to the place of forgiveness and giving that person grace realizing like you ain't never asked to be put on this spot in this spotlight or on this pedestal And then you reflect on yourself like, hmm, who in whose life am I on a pedestal with social media nowadays? Like it's very easy for people to like be like, oh, my gosh, you do this, you do that. And, you know, look at look at you like, oh, my gosh, like I had this boy. I posted this picture, I think last week. And he was like, oh, my gosh, you're perfect. And I was like, no, I'm not like, don't say that because that's not true. And I will never live up to your idea of perfection. And he was like going back and forth for me. I think I almost blocked him, but I was just like, don't, don't tell people that. Like, that's not a compliment. One, because it, it's going to make somebody feel like they have to live up to this unrealistic expectation. And two, like whatever idea you've created in your mind about me is false. I can just guarantee you it's false. Because if you think I'm perfect, you don't know who Brianna Gristel is. Okay. And my biggest takeaway, number four, is people don't belong on pedestals. That's the moral of the story. People aren't heroes, and I say that respectfully, but we just aren't. We are flawed, and most of the time, we're raggedy people who will disappoint. And I know that's very counterculture to say because culture will tell you, oh my gosh, you're so wonderful, you're so amazing, you deserve X, Y, and Z. But the truth is, we are not really that wonderful. I hate to break it to you. And I mean, like, sure, we may have some great qualities and some cool talents, but none of us are perfect. And we don't need to pretend like we are. We don't need a society that pretends like perfection is the bar we should all attain because we all will fall short of that 100% guaranteed. And I don't say this to get anyone down, but I'm just saying, like, I had to take a very hard look in the mirror and realize after finding out about the affair, the affair, I had to take a hard look in the mirror and basically realize we all have a propensity to sin. It is not my job to judge this person for sinning differently than I do. Whether your sin is you being unkind idolizing marriage, having lust issues, struggles with pornography, having a hot temper, whatever it is, lying, cheating, whatever, we all sin, period. None of us are without sin. And that is what makes God so great. The fact that really, we, we, we're all a hot mess. And the fact that his love is not dependent on that. And his love is not dependent on my behavior. And so when we try to hide our flaws and we try to hide how messed up we are, we are taking God's a little bit of God's glory because what makes him so great is being able to love us through our mess, to love us through our raggediness. His love is not dependent on how raggedy I am. 
He knew how raggedy I was when he sent his son to die for me. And it wasn't because I was some model citizen. And he was like, oh, yeah, like Brianna's so awesome. Let me come get her so she can be in heaven with me forever. Like, no, it was because my behind is janky and simple as heck. And he knew that without that sacrifice, I would keep choosing my sin and end up in hell forever. And I know that is a little heavy, but that is the gospel. So the moral of the story is your heroes do not have capes. Your heroes cannot fly. Your heroes will disappoint you unless your hero is Jesus. The end. <laughs> that is the tweet. That is the story. That is the podcast episode. Jesus is literally the only person worthy enough of being our hero because he literally is our hero. So take some time to take stock of your heart to figure out who else is a hero in my mind and why are they a hero and am I idolizing them? Am I looking beyond just maybe one or two things that they've done really well or the fact that I grew up and I always looked up to that person? Have I created an idol out of this person? If I found out that this person did X, Y, or Z, would I be devastated? Would my heart be shattered? Okay, then maybe I need to take back some of my expectation that I have of people and know that people are going to be people. They're going to sin and man got no capes. They are just as raggedy as I am. Okay, and, and that is it. Nobody's perfect, but Jesus Christ, he is the standard and can't nobody else live up to that. So just know, your heroes don't have capes. They're not perfect. And that's okay. That's all, folks. I hope that was helpful for somebody. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode. If you like this episode, please do not forget to subscribe and rate the podcast wherever you're listening and also if you are looking for help with getting your coins together you can purchase the money mindset workbook in the link in the show notes or in the link in my instagram bio follow me on instagram at brianna Castell or follow the podcast at shine bright podcast i hope you find a reason to shine bright on purpose this week see you guys next episode